Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to The Bright Side with Technicia, and we are ready to get this thing rolling. We have been talking about goals lately and New Year's resolution. Some of you may have broken it and everything. Um, we already had our first show on weight loss, and thyroid could be the issue. But today, look, we got to tune in a little bit more, focusing with ourselves. And some of you may be going through the same scenario where you have bumped into that certain obstacle and you don't know how to overcome it, and you're trying to figure out which way to actually go. And some of us know how to brush it off. Like they said, brush it off and dust yourself off and try again. But some of us stuck right in that same little circle, and we don't know how to get past it. We keep going like a ping pong, boom, 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 and can't never get to the end. But here with me who has been through the circumstances, the trials and the tribulations, the ups and the downs, is Lynn Cockrum Murphy. Yes, she has been through it all, and she's here to teach us how to get through the tough times, get through that pain and that suffering, to find out on the other end there is joy, which it is. You may not believe it is joy. But you have to be willing and sacrifice to get there. You gotta you got to get rid of them negative come up about and when I mean negative thoughts, our past, uh, the hurtful words from others. All that is tuned in. But I hope that you get an enjoyment out of this today. And if you feel like calling in, well, if do call in, how about that? At three four seven four two six three seven five one. I won't have the chat box open because you don't know about never go to the chat. So we're just going to do the call in, and I'll probably look on Facebook and check to see if you have any comments from there. But just to give you a little bit, um, Lynn Cochran Murphy has an awesome book out, and it's called Living Hope, Steps to Leaving Suffering Behind, and we'll be talking about this. Um, Lynn also, um, like I said, she's been through tragic, and she has overcome, and I hope that you can overcome your tragic incidents or whatever you're going through. And it's those steps that she's going to interweave in her book as she tells her own remarkable story that takes her from surviving to thriving. So let's tune in. Please keep an open mind. Like I said, do call in 347-426-3751. Lynn, thank you for taking out your time from your busy schedule to be here with me today. I really appreciate it. Well, Technicia, thanks so much for having me. I love being on your show. And I love that you're going to take questions from people because that really brings the conversation alive. Yes, and I always tell them, don't be afraid. You know, we have some showers, but I always, always pay attention. I know you listen to the archives, but that's good enough for me, too. As long as you're listening and getting some good motivation from them, because that's what we want to do. We want to grow this year. We want to be, as I always say, millionaire-minded. And speaking of millionaire-minded, if you have not joined me on the Affirmation Song, Please do so. I'm not the one hosting, but I do listen in, and them affirmations really work. It's at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and not on um, Monday through Friday, and Saturday and Sunday at 9.30 a.m. 
No, I'm sorry, Saturday and Sunday at 9 o'clock. We start at 8.55, but 9 o'clock, um, this gentleman named Hazik Ali, he comes right on in. And uh, you can also text at Mind, which is at, like the Instagram symbol, at M-I-L-L-M-I-N-D to 81010. And I'm telling you, you once you, um, they connect with you, it's going to ask you for your name and you tune in. You get all types of videos and everything, and it's wonderful. But like I said, I'm glad to have Lynn on because we're here to talk about you. Anyone out there who is going through a situation, you don't know how to get out of it. Because we don't want you to be miserable. Miserable loves company. And I don't want you to be around <laughs> me because I don't want your company at all if you miss. I run. I, I do, Lynn. I run way far away. I don't have time for that negative. Because don't you feel like that, Lynn, when when someone's negative, it just brushes off on you and then your whole day looks like it stinks. Well, and those are the times that I go to my connection with, with God <clears throat> because right. all that love and positivity and joy and et cetera available <clears throat> and I know if I just tap into that, I'll be okay. With negative people also, you know, I will make a statement or two to see if I can help them lighten up. And if they choose not to, then like you, I'm on my way because they, right. be, they can be where they're at, but I don't need to be a part of it. I know that's right, Lynn. So, Lynn, you have this awesome book out, and I appreciate you for sending it to me. It's wonderful. I mean, it goes a little deep and everything. You're giving off your details. Your whole life is almost in here. Um, so what was your purpose in writing your book, Living Hope, Steps to Leaving Suffering Behind? There were two purposes. One is is there was a part of me that just needed to tell the story and needed to get it out there. And I think that was the part that was about healing myself, too, in the process. I've done decades' worth of work to heal from the events in the early part of my life, uh, but this was one more piece of it. And then the other part is because of the power and the joy and putting it out there for other people who are still suffering in their lives so that they can use it as a tool to move into a better place. The book is full of the things that I've done in my life that moved me along, and I wanted the world to have that to use. Exactly, and I think this is a great um, tool as well for people to actually get that from that, and I hope they do. Um, Lynn, let's let's go a little bit in um, probably talking about what what do you really want the readers to take away from this book when they get it? Well, I think that's why it's called Living Hope, because I want people to have hope that they right. have can have even faith that no matter how bad it is, if you take action, things will change. So in the book, I talk about um, growing up in a dysfunctional family. I grew up, grew up with abuse. Um, and then once my mother married um, again when I was 10, um, then she was abused. And I watched that for years. Right. right. There was um, the house fire that I was the only survivor of when I was two and a half years old. I saw all these crazy, crazy events, um, turmoil, tragedy, and I saw people stay in those patterns, not not stay in the pattern of a house fire, but stay in the pattern of misery and not not having a way out. And the book is about a way out. 
and not just one way, but the way that was going to work for the person who's listening to this conversation. Right. And I think we all have, I don't know about anyone else, I understand that. You know, I even had childhood friends who went through the abuse and everything, and that affects you. But it really didn't, you didn't hold on to that, Lynn. You actually was able to move on. People don't know how, some people don't know how to do that. People hold grudges. They live with that. They live in fear. They block relationships out. What made you step forward just to get away from this? I think part of it was the religious foundation my family gave me, which I actually turned around and fully rejected. But it it still created in me a belief that if I connect with something greater than myself, no matter what we call that, if I connect with, if I find that, it will help me become happy. That there are people that are happy, and I was not one of them, but I could get there. So... I I do think it's my family's um, taking me to all those different churches, a lot of different kinds, when I was a kid. And it just instilled in me, okay, well, there is something out there. How do I find it? How do I get it? And I became a seeker very young. You know, I read psychology books and books by um, metaphysical teachers when I was a teenager. I became a Buddhist when I was 17, and I actually moved into the um, chapter, the Buddhist chapter house at that point, and let, kind of like really immersed myself into the teachings of that religion. But I also left that later on, and I moved into a Christian metaphysical commune in Oregon, and you know lived there for years, and again let my life be changed, and trusted that people. Some some people had a new what it was that I was looking for, and they could guide me to it. And it was at that time that I received the Holy Spirit and um, began with the gifts of the Spirit. Right. And my life, my life just kept changing and getting better. I think one of the really big pieces, though, is I did have that victim mentality after being... Mm-hmm. Abused after watching my mother go through that. Um, at the house fire, I think, is one of the biggest effects because I lived in the hospital for a while and, um, you know, had to get over the burns and the worst of it and, and so on. But it created a victim mentality. And so I just thought bad stuff happened and life was like that. And I didn't, I didn't even want to be alive because of that. So that was um, symptoms of PTSD and symptoms of depression. But that other part of me kept propelling me. Find right. find the joy that comes from God. Find the love that comes from God. I think that's another really powerful thing that happened is it, is Oh, go ahead. Were you wanted to say something? I was going I was agreeing with you, Lane. Yes it is. Okay. So, um I grew up thinking my mom didn't love me that much. Mm-hmm. And like I wanted so much, and she wasn't able to give it to me. Eventually, I had some revelations about that, and one was that she was so wounded uh, through her own childhood, um, through her own beliefs, and then through the loss of my dad and sisters in the house fire, that she didn't have a lot to give. She was surviving. 
The other factor is um, I believed that God could give me the love that was missing. And finally I saw that she she gave me a gift. I thought she was holding back, and she wasn't. She loved me very much. But she gave me a gift of if I can't provide for you, and, and truly humans um, can't do what our source can do for us. And so I ended up going to God, and she gave me a gift. So I found what I needed in God, and I accept humans as the beings that they are. You know, we're full of limitations. It doesn't have to stay that way, but that's where most of us have been. And through source, through creator, whatever we want to call that, I've had all my needs met. And even my understanding of my mother changed so that I can have so much love for her and patience for her and acceptance. Well, that takes a lot. That takes a lot to reconcile a relationship, especially between a mother and a daughter. That bond should never be broken, but a lot of times it is broken. I'm glad that you are at that point where you're on the right track. Um, and I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to tag someone. I'm definitely going to tag someone because it's a young lady on my job. Well, she she ended up getting fired, but she had a certain issue, and um, she's just going through a whole lot. And and she has helped me through times and stuff. And I'm I'm just hoping when I tag her in this, it it really helps her to get out to that. Your life is not completely over, and even if you feel like nobody is out there trying to help you, it's somebody. You just got to have an open mind and don't give up because she almost was to the point, Lynn, where she wanted to co- commit suicide. And, and when you get to that point where you want to commit suicide, it's like you have to shake yourself and say, look, hey, I got to pull myself back together. This is no time to start swaying away. You got to get yourself back into faith, and that's what Lynn's talking about. Faith is a very strong thing, and if you have faith, this is time for you to embrace your faith. You can surrender your pain and suffer to a higher power. For me, I call this power God. You might be angry at God at this point, any point in your life. You wonder, why did this happen? Why did this person have to die? You got to let go, and I do. I really understand. Um, I think we all, as Lynn and I said, we all have experienced all those situations mentioned above. We are, went through that pain. You've been angry, but that's okay because God can take it. A higher power means a source of love, power, and strength that is greater than yourself. The source can give you the strength to carry you through the pain, give you a way out without letting it swallow you up completely. You're not alone. God is with you. But I know a lot of people don't believe in that. They, I mean, it's not a quick process, Lynn. It is, however, a healthy process, though. It's not a quick process. This has taken me decades, just decades. And, you know, as a teenager, I was self-destructive, just like all the teenagers that we read about. Um, You know, I hurt myself in many ways. And yet, you know, at the same time, I just kept wanting to go back and find out, well, if my family's religions didn't give them peace of mind and peace in their hearts, where is it? You know, how do you get that? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I also studied Hinduism. Um, in adulthood, I studied um, Kabbalah in Judaism. Oh. I kept just searching because that part of me that believed it's possible, it's just possible. And I also kept putting one foot in front of the other. I like that you mentioned surrender. I have a chapter in the book on that. 
because yeah. in that comes a piece. I mean, in the the AA Big Book, one of the guys that um, started AA tells a story about how one day he just got down on his knees and and turned it all over to God and asked for help. And that a light filled the room, and a peace filled his heart, and he never drank again, although he was tempted to. He never drank again. And look at the foundation of that program that he helped start and what it's done throughout the world. So anything is possible. And I also don't think that anyone is more special than you or the listener or or me. All right. of us, God... And all of us have fabulous potential. And sometimes we have to get out of our own way. So for some people, that may mean taking depression medication. For some people, it means ask for help. It means see a therapist. It means talk to your minister. It means start a journal, start to meditate, create a spiritual practice in your daily life, a morning of reading a devotional, reading um, uplifting materials, journaling about it, and talking to um, Creator or that which is greater than us about it. Establish a pattern in in your life like that. I think that's one of the reasons why I have the degree of peace that I have now. And that doesn't mean that things can't ruffle my feathers, but it's so temporary. So um, I was trying to help this elderly woman who was doing some, um, she's a family member, um, doing some things that I thought were irrational with money. And I was very concerned about her, and I was trying to get her to do what I thought was best. And um, I was getting nowhere, and I was, and finally my husband said, you know, like, maybe you should just breathe. <laughs> so I, I, And then it just clicked to me. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm totally caught up in this drama trying to make someone do what I think is best. So I stepped into the other room and I breathed and so on. And by the next day, I was able to laugh at myself that, yeah, I want to help her. And um, it did it did work out. She goes through the money pretty fast, but it's not as bad as I thought or as I was projecting mm-hmm. onto the situation. She'll be okay. And um, and I wasn't helping. So to be able to like recognize that, get out of it, not blame anybody, and then be able to laugh about it, woohoo! Life is good. It is. It really is good, and there's so many blessings. And I was reading one of my friend comments just now on blessings. You'll be happier once you focus on the blessings you receive, rather than looking at what others have. Sometimes those blessings aren't meant for you. It's not to say you aren't worth it or favored, but what's meant for you isn't always meant for others, and vice versa. Everybody's blessings come in all different types of ways, and you just have to wait your turn. Your blessings are coming, people. You just got to wait. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you, you know, I like Chapter 27 in your book, Multitude of Ways, and you talk about downloads. Now, when I think about downloads, I think about downloading files, downloading people's pictures, everything. Now, what is your definition of downloads within this chapter? It's a prayer process where... Um, we ask Creator, we ask God for particular things that maybe we don't have in spirit um, um, or in our personality traits mm-hmm. or in wisdom. And um, we use 
the Theta Healing Prayer Technique, and just God gives it to the person instantaneously. So if I meet a client who's never known unconditional love, I can pray and ask God, show this person right now what unconditional love feels like. And the energy of that just enters their body. So it can be with anything positive. It can be knowing that a person has inner strength or a person has courage. Um, And God just gives them that, the awareness of that at that time. It's up to them to then discover it and explore it and build on it in their lives. But with um, prayer, you can do downloads, and God just takes care of things instantaneously for people. He sure it's, does. He it's does. like little miracles every moment. It's beautiful. It is. It, it sure is. It is. It's a wonderful spiritual light. It, it, you, oh, I'm just getting overwhelmed over here. It's, I'm so excited. I am just to have you on to speak this through. I hope someone else is feeling these vibes today. Please. Um, now in the beginning. Can I can um, I add to that? Go you ahead, know, think Amy. about. Think about the children who grew up who never experienced joy because they lived in poverty, because Mm -hmm. dad had a drinking problem, because mom was working two jobs. You know, a child like that has never known joy. But I can pray, anyone who knows this, this type of prayer, and maybe it works with other types too, I don't know, but... I can pray for that to be instilled in them, and it happens immediately, and their life starts changing because they have access to something they never knew before. <laughs> yeah, life is good. Well, it is very good. Now, in the beginning, when people first open up the book, well, of course you're going to read some more other words, but you also see pictures of the tragedy where you lost your, your father, your sisters. That's a lot to take on, um, and just grieving the death of a loved one—it's an individual process. Lynn, for the ones out there who's going through that, um, how do they get over it? Because to me, first you got to be honest in your grieving, and you got to ask God the tough questions that's going to help you mature. Oh, that's very good. I like that. Um, let's see for. Well, I'm also a licensed um, substance abuse counselor, so I kind of look at things from that angle, too, that people need time, that grieving, that the immediate shock is really tough, and and to just be gentle, gentle, gentle. And then over time, as people are ready, you can offer support, suggestions. They can try getting out in the sunlight. Nature has a powerful healing ability, walking at the beach, um, sitting under a tree, walking barefoot through the grass, all those things help us shift from grief or any kind of emotional pain into just a little bit lighter state of mind. Right. I I think um, reading Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's work about the stages of grief is really valuable or people since then who've maybe added on to that. And allowing yourself to be angry, to be sad, to know that mm-hmm. you're going to want to bargain with God to get him back. Mm-hmm. And then 
to allow those states, like I remember after my mother died, and that's one of the things in the book is that my mother was shot and killed. Uh, she bought a bar with my stepdad when I was 25. And um, she was shot and killed in a robbery. Uh, the man got $350 that day. So one of the things that I remember noticing after that is I, I would grieve like, um, God, and I can never go to the movies with my mom. And I think, you never went to the movies with your, with your mom. What are you talking about? But there's just that <laughs> thing about, yeah, how you'll just never see him walk through the door again kind of thing. Right. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons a lot of times people visit us after they die, to reassure us that they're not, they didn't dissolve. They just moved out of our sight. Right. They and just so, moved on to Mm-hmm. So their body may be gone, but they're still there. And, you know, I think they move on and God has a plan and a purpose and they do whatever they do. Um, But, yeah, you can talk to them and you can heal stuff by writing them letters and, um, you know, burn it in the fireplace and know that the message moves to that person. Uh, You can journal. Journal is really a powerful tool for releasing sorrow, amongst other things. So I think give yourself time and allow yourself to go through all those stages. Be very kind with yourself and ask for support. Again, the minister, the therapist, have people that will listen to you. What a great gift that is to give yourself. It is. <laughs> I'm over here shedding tears right along as Lynn speaks. I mean, because it, t- it touches you, you know, you even... My father, I lost my father when I was seven, but sometimes, I, as you were saying, Lynn, you still have that tendency to, because I, I never went to the movies with my, well, I think I did go to the movies with my father. He used to take us to the drive-in, but it, it was a short lifespan for me, and, and just the agony and that pain still lives on. So, you know, I have a lot of people I could text today because I've been reading your your timeline today, and I think this message is really going to get you to that point. But the thing mostly that we have to remember, as I did my research, too, on reading about others going through this, you don't rush into making no major decisions or changes that could add stress to your life. you got to give yourself time and that space. It's going to take time, especially if you just lost someone. No one's asking you, oh, you're supposed to get over it in a second. No, it's not going to happen. No, you take all your time. If you have to get in that, if you have to go in that quiet corner, that's what you do. And, and, and mm-hmm. you know, some say if at all possible, do not move for at least one year. And as um, Lynn was giving some great books, there are some more devotional books such as um, Streams in the Desert by L.B. Cowman or Quiet Moments for Caregivers by Betty Free. You know, so you have to take, you got to take it in. And um, a good God telling words to sink in is Psalm ninety four nineteen, which says. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. So this is just, oh, I, I did. I got emotional. I wasn't supposed to get emotional, but I had to because this is real. <laughs> this is real, people. It's real as ever. And if you listen to the replay, this is this is still real. So please. Um, what Now, Lynn, throughout your book, what were a few of the action steps and tools you recommended? Mm-hmm. I recommend trusting, believing, 
having faith, and it doesn't have to be the traditional faith that you were taught as a child. You can expand that and explore it. In fact, even questioning the way that the things that you were taught as a child, they may not be relevant as a as an adult. Remember, one of them was um, um, "Don't speak until you're spoken to." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, do as I say, not as I do. Uh, there were, yeah, yeah, there were a lot of things like that. Um, that so. I think question a lot of that stuff and replace it with a more mature version that works for you as an adult. Um, I used journaling. I also wrote autobiography. Autobiography is a really powerful tool because you can write out your whole life or you can write out in detail the part that needs to be told. And you only share it with people who are kind and supportive, people who can listen and not give feedback unless you ask for it. In doing so with autobiography, you can heal even further. I also recommend asking for help. So any of those kinds of people that can be there for you. Um, therapists are amazing people. I, they, their gifts really stun me at times. So that's a resource. I think our attitude, though, being malleable, being willing. And if you're not willing, pray for willingness. I mean, that's a great starting point. So that you are open to the beautiful influences that are available in the world. So whether a person calls it God or calls it the universe, because some people with a more scientific mind, they'd rather believe that there's something powerful in the universe that is undescribable and um, non-tangible, and that works better for them. Anyway, um, researching, studying. So one of the things I did when the period that I, I was really into Buddhism is I studied the law of cause and effect because I wanted to know why do bad things happen to good people. And I wasn't satisfied that my family seemed to say God just does what he wants. Where I saw my mother cry and say, why would God take my daughters who were so loved and not take somebody else's kids that appeared to not even want them? And I was baffled. <laughs> I was a teenager. I'm like, yeah, why is that? And so studying the law of cause and effect, which is just one of the spiritual laws that helps run our universe, uh, made things make more sense to me. And I think uh, talking about victim, victimhood, one of the things that helps get us out of that is taking responsibility for the life that you create. You're not responsible for the abuse that happened to you or things that you witnessed, but you are responsible for the decisions you make today. And if you perpetuate harm upon yourself, if you choose to stay in an abusive relationship, you're mm -hmm. responsible for that part. Right. And so I would encourage, again, that's that ask for help. God to guide you. Ask people to support you. Um, a year or two ago, I had a young woman and her two daughters live with us as she got out of a, a very unhealthy relationship and um, get got on her feet. 
and you know, she had a safe place to stay, and she's on her feet, and she's moving forward, she's working, the kids are safe now, you know, well worth it. So it's possible. It was, it was scary for her, but it's possible. And my mom never never did that. She never got out of that marriage. She died in that marriage. Um, and that's that was her choice. She didn't believe she was worthy. Can you believe that? That any human being is not worthy, of course. We're all worthy. We're all loved, even if we don't recognize it. And it's so true. got to stop... Uh, basically, through that last bit of that message, I'm receiving. You have to stop playing the victim. You do. Yes. It's like you are. You got to stop holding on to. Okay, you had a bad ordeal. This happened, but you cannot let that hold you back. You got to take accountability, people. But we're gonna take accountability right now, and we're gonna take a short commercial break, and we're gonna come back with Lynn Murphy, and we're gonna discuss a little more about her book. And please. You can still do call in at three four seven four two six three seven five one. If you call in during a commercial break, I'll put you on hold and connect you right now. So do not touch that dial. We'll be right back after this. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog, 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 Talk. Blog Talk Radio, baby. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you, A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? Nope. Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single, boy. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We're here talking about getting through the tough times and that pain. And Lynn Cochran Murphy is rapidly happy, and she's living a life of poor, pure service. But she's been through them tough times. And don't you think it's time to sh- for you to listen in and what she could teach you a thing or two? Because we're not actually following her book. We're following her. Just like when I say told someone, I said, you don't follow the company. You follow the leader. We want somebody like her by our side. This is what she's doing. She's taking you from that hopelessness to hope. And hope is hope is not actually a strategy, but hope is something that you, you get done. It's going to get you over that hump. This is the woman you want at your side when you're in that deep pain and chronic misery or any girlfriend like her or any boyfriend, anybody you want to take you that don't see, when you don't see that way out and you can't understand why bad things keep happening to you or to other good people, you love, you, you're wondering why you're in a funky funk, this is perfect. And let's not forget, we have her book, Living Hope, Steps to Leaving Suffering Behind. It's here. It's taking you through the steps. She's laying it out all on the table for you. And we just have been getting into it. And if you listen to the replay, kudos to you. 
Um, so how do you, um, Leah, how do you think your experience can help others? I think sometimes people think that they're the only one or that they're alone in the world. But when you look at the number of cases of PTSD, um, it is what, like 8 million. Eight, it was just a huge number. Um, let's see. 7.8% of our population has post-traumatic stress disorder, that there are 8 million Americans diagnosed with it, or when you think of women in abusive marriages or men who are being abused in a marriage too, because that happens, or in a relationship, doesn't have to be a marriage. There are so many people that struggle through that. So... Um, Will you repeat your question? I think I'm, I'm on the right track for what you said. What you said, but will you repeat it? No, I don't mind. I don't mind at all. The question was, how do you think your experience can help others? Okay, I think that the book is full of the reality of of my life and how difficult it was and all the the crap that happened up until age 25. Um, but it's also full of all the ways that I got myself out of that. I was looking at um, a section in the book called A Human Doing or A Human Being. And how, you know, we, we exercise, we work, we go to school, we do our chores, we take care of our family. Um, and yet the part that gives us peace and stamina for a lot of that is having time in contemplation, in silence, in nature, in prayer, in meditation. But because we're such busy people, then, you know, and we're not going to go be monks and meditate and pray all day. So there's a list in here of things and guidance to find ways that will put, bring that peace into your life. So suggesting things like singing, Gardening, because gardening, you're with nature, um, you're creating something beautiful, and you're getting the healing energy from it. There's Tai Chi, there's yoga, there's journaling, there's praising God, which is very uplifting. Um, And then from there at the back of the book is a list of things to try. And sometimes we don't have time or energy to try a lot. But I encourage taking action, some action so you feel like you're moving forward every day. So it could be read another uplifting book or a book of guidance. Pray. Go within. Find that God spark within you. Meditate. Expect a miracle because they're available. And so on. There's a page and a half of that. And there are films and books that I recommend Um some may have more of a, a non-Christian bent than your listeners might want, but there are others in there that are very, very appealing. So I think the action steps are really powerful. And mm-hmm. even if you only have the energy to do one thing a day, do that, and you'll feel like, oh, Yeah, I'm moving forward. I think you mentioned affirmations earlier. That that's another thing is our self-talk. I I mentioned that in the book. That you know, 
I had got up for years and, and tried to figure out what was wrong and what I was doing wrong and things like that. And now I get up and I do gratitude and I thank Creator for all the, you know, the little things in my life and the big things, for um, having a big fluffy bed, having heat in my house, having the love of a husband. There's so much. And then if I notice that I'm like, yeah, but you ate cookies yesterday, that I just cancel those kinds of thoughts and go to the positive of, you know, okay. And today, I think I'll chop up that broccoli so it's ready for lunch. And I'm not, you know, or I'll toss those cookies or I'll send them to work with my husband. You know, I can take care of myself. It takes conscious awareness yeah. So there's so much that we can do. There's a lot in the book. I, I really did open up my life and like pour it out there. Um, it's there were times that it was hard. I worried what my family would think and things like that. But I've only gotten positive responses, even from family members. Well, good, good, not right because it wasn't intended to point anybody out or make mockery of you anything. This is about me. I'm opening up myself and I'm sure as you wrote it, it got better within time. You start being able to release, like you said, because when you start writing down that stuff, it's like, okay, now I can open up. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm telling it, it's off my chest now. And it might still be on my chest, but I'm going to keep going and, and keep writing. That's why she said, journal, write it down. Mm-hmm. When you get a, When you get in your bad mood, write it down. Write it down, because once you release those words and put it on paper, ball that paper up and you throw it in that trash and say, look, that go to negative thoughts. I'm throwing it away. Throw it away. Just flick it on away, because that's what that's what it is. And and sometimes to me, I, I mean, I don't mind grieving, but sometimes grieving to me can end up becoming negative too, I think, because you, you start getting blocked in here and it, it gets right here and you forget everything else that's surrounding you. Maybe your children, your husband. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Um, yeah, that we get we can get stuck in it for a while. That movie, mm-hmm. uh, what what dreams may come, uh, that Robin Williams did years ago. Um, it's wow. it's in part about that. Um, I think that that's where we have to look into our heart for that spark of hope that spark of light, or ask for help so that we don't stay in that place. Because it's okay to be down, you know. It's okay to spend a day in your pajamas watching watching movies. It's not okay to spend weeks that way, you know. So asking for help, uh, reaching out, um, being humble, surrendering, yeah, those things help get us through those times. Right. Exactly. And and also, um, Lena, um, do you have concerns about, like, talking openly about specific people and abuse, or how about your unusual mystical practices? Do you ever mm. get uncomfortable for you? You know, I don't talk about my unusual mystical experiences with people who can't handle that. And it's very interesting because they don't want to talk about it either. <laughs> so, 
those conversations are easily avoided because I have friends that um, friends that are very scientifically minded and friends that are Jewish and so on, and you know they're not interested, and that's okay. So um, with talking about abuse, I think that we've moved into a really wonderful time period from Anita Hill naming what is sexual harassment at work and telling the whole nation about it. What a brave woman. To, um, let's see, we have lots of actresses who've come out and said that they were abused in their childhood. Um, I remember on that Father Knows Best show that I loved when I was a kid, later on the young woman on it named Betty came out and said that she'd been abused. Um, Suzanne Summers. There are so many. So we're moving into a time period where we're releasing the shame about all that. And we're telling people the right thing to do is to speak up. When I was a child, we didn't have education where you talked about stranger danger and that if something happens, if anyone touches you in your bathing suit areas, that you need to report it. Um, and now that's, that is what we teach. So I used to teach school in the public schools. Um, that is what we tell kids. And then when kids report, we believe them and we take them seriously and we get them help. And I really appreciated the children that trusted me and that I was able to get them help back back when I taught school. So, um, yeah, we're out of that period of secrecy. The, the whole thing in dysfunctional families is about don't tell, don't talk, don't trust, whatever that was. Um, in Al-Anon, they absolutely, they say, sit here and tell your story. Get the truth out there. You'll be healed by it. Secrets can keep us sick. So get the secrets out there. Go to someone trustworthy, though, not to someone that will hurt you emotionally. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a new time. Children aren't shamed for those things. They're taught that what happened to you was the... The guilt, the shame belongs on the person that caused it. You're a child. You don't deserve that. And we'll take care of you. And I think for women who are abused, same thing. You don't deserve that. Let go of the secrets. Get help. Put the truth out there. And people will back you up. Men and women. Right. Just gotta trust and believe. You gotta trust and believe it. You sure do. And be careful. And be careful who you want to um, hold you, hold you up when you fall. Cause that person might not hold you up at all. They might let you fall. So you gotta be careful because when you when you're going through your emotional state, you could become vulnerable. So definitely look out for that. Cause you don't want that at all. No. Um, now. Now we now you also have something called um, the theta healing, and if the uh-huh. listeners are in, if the listeners are interested in theta healing, your classes or other healing and counseling services, uh, what is your website? But first, let's talk about the, your classes. Okay. Well, I just taught a theta healing class this week. It was so beautiful to watch the women, and it release resentments and. Um, just brighten up and become more God-centered in their lives. Wow, it was beautiful. Those classes are taught um, internationally. That program was created by Vianna Stibble. 
a very, very spiritual woman. Um, so people can take those classes from me or they can take them from anyone. Um, they're not available over the, the Internet, though. It's done in person. And there are, there, you know, I teach basic, I teach, teach advanced, um, and then there are healing classes within that, too. And I can do theta healing over the phone, over Skype, over Zoom, um, okay. any of those. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It's one of the ones that doesn't have to be in person. So I do work with people over the phone. I do theta healing. I do um, spiritual readings. I do uh, my counseling. If Whatever that combination is that's just right for the person, I pay attention to what that person's comfortable with. That's why I spend so much time using different words for God. You know, I want to use what's going to connect for that person. And then um, we can do downloads and give them just various kinds of goodness from God that they're ready for. Um, And we can do other prayer work to remove other stuff, other um, programming from their life, beliefs, beliefs that don't serve you know the the ones about worthiness or uh being afraid of disappointing god things like that come up all the time so um my website is desertjewel.org desertjewel.org and the capitals are the lowercase doesn't matter with it and on it you'll see descriptions of the different things i do and um there's a contact page so you can get a hold of me if you want to talk to me about it, and then there are package deals and things like that on there, on the website, and it explains quite a bit. And it also talks more about me, um, my spiritual journey. So um, I would encourage people to get a hold of me if that, you know, feels like the right thing in your heart. I love working with people. I love sitting. I try to create a space, an energy of, of you, me, and God. And then from there we do our work. And miracles happen. I'm very grateful to have the life that I have, to come to this place, and then to have something to offer other people. You know, When I say come to this place, I mean to where I have so much peace and happiness. It wasn't just for everybody else. I did the work. I kept persevering until I got it for me too. And I think anybody can just be dedicated Amen. That's right. Right. Be consistent. Consistent. Consistency is the key. You gotta learn to be grateful. You gotta be thankful. When you get out of that situation, you don't keep doning on it and doning on it. You gotta learn how to move farther because, hey, things out here are not as pretty as you as always appear to be, but it can be once you start having that faith and you believe it. It can it can be as beautiful as ever, and when people come around you, they'll wonder why you keep smiling. Hey, baby, because like I always tell them, I feel like a giant, like my mentor tell me. I feel like a giant. Mm. My mindset has changed over. I'm not trying to be negative, and if you come in my circle with negativity, I'm gonna tell you, bye. So, Lynn, what um, is there any other books coming out this year? Yes, there is. My next one is called um, The Mystery of of My Unfolding Self, and it is coming out sometime after May. I'm not exactly sure the date. It's still in the editing process. Um, 
said, it's about the spiritual journey and also kind of as a as a support because those of us who live very spiritual lives and that that's the most important thing to us, um, if you aren't inclined to follow the exact tenets of the church, you're kind of on your own. And for me, since I've decided not to follow a particular church, I want to be open to it all. And um, I thought that book might help others with that. To you know, because we're we're each so very unique, and some of us are rebels. <laughs> and so it's nice to have a little support with it. So that one that is what that one's about. Um, I also will be posting on my website a one-hour webinar I did yesterday on another class that I teach called The Seven Steps to Leaving Suffering Behind. That workshop is about using these tools, and I walk people through some of the things that I've done, like uh, the Myers-Briggs or the Genogram, um, uh, many tools like that. And um, I run a pilot of the of the workshop, and the people in it loved it. So that information is posted on my website also. Um, and then I'll post this one-hour little webinar that gives you a taste for it. But it also is just uplifting in itself because it recognizes you as that brilliant little bit of God that you are and encourages you to step forward into that even more. And there's a meditation on it. And there's a guided meditation on my website too. Those are kind of nice because sometimes it's hard to sit and meditate by yourself. So guided mm-hmm. ones are kind of nice. Oh, well, so awesome. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That is that's hard to meditate and get itself because I tried it before. I'm like, I don't feel nothing. I don't, I don't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to hear? Am I supposed to be silent and hear something drop? And I don't. So that's great. Yeah, we need something like that. Yes. So the website desertjewel.org has a lot of that. Um, there's a separate website for my book, and it has some of that, and it has some of these interviews. Um, it's Lynn Cockrum Dash. Murphy.com. So it has the hyphen between Cockrum and Murphy. Lynn Cockrum Murphy.com or DesertJewel.org. And um, the book's available on Amazon. It's available in Kindle or in Softback. Um, I encourage people to get a hold of it and let it let it influence them. Be malleable and flexible, and let more of God's influence into your life. However, it may look. Right. You got to be grateful. You got to be happy every new day. You got to get better in every new way. Um, and also another message before we even leave this show, I always um, read my friend Mary Ellen's truth of the day because they always relate somehow to my show. And even in Lynn's book, chapter twenty-seven, she talks about. Not only downloads, but she talks about visualization. So this is it, the truth for the day. Your thoughts are the foundation of your actions and the building blocks of your success. Look up to, towards your future as visualization will help you to manifest it into being. Your thoughts are your foundation bringing blessings into your life. Affirmative thoughts attract opportunities and can propel you forward, fulfilling your dreams. Your attitude for life. Yourself and others will make even the grandest dreams attainable. Use the beauty and success you envision in your mind as a blueprint to create your reality. 
Distractions can not come between you and your goals when your focus is fixed on the positive real. Today, regard your future optimistically, and you will envision that future becoming a reality. Enjoy the day and have lots of fun this weekend while you envision great opportunities. And do not forget, make sure you text at the at symbol, milk mine, to 81010. Now, let's grow for 2016, everyone. Lynn, thank you for coming on to the show. I'm hoping, I, I know, not hope, I know you have blessed me and others with your and powerful, enlightening words. And please do not forget to go to Amazon, pick and buy it, purchase the book, Living Hope, Steps to Leaving Suffering Behind. Thank you so much, Lynn, and I hope that we could do this again when your uh, second book come out for us. Oh, Technicia, thank you. And I really appreciate being here. You know, these conversations are very uplifting for me, too. It is. That's what we have to do. we got to stay powerful, especially as women. Because we, we, <laughs> people always consider us to be vulnerable. We're we're not really vulnerable. We're just more empathetic than men, of course. But, you know, but we that's, that's what it's all about, staying positive, getting through the hard times and good times together. So, Lynn, thank you so much. Thank you. You are so welcome, and God bless. Listeners, make sure you tune in with me. Keep up with me. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram at tday60, Twitter, Brightside TK. Follow me. Um, I'm even on Periscope now. I got to get I got to get more into that. But, I'll, yeah, make sure you definitely follow me. Follow me on Blog Talk Radio, too. Um, follow up on the update. But God bless you. Don't let any stress get you over. Get rid of them injured vampires. And I'll see you next time on the Bright Side with Technicia. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 